It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. We, we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. 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 Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Miked Up on OWN Radio. I'm your host, Mika Gadsden. And today's show is coming to you um, by virtue of something that landed in my inbox shortly before the Christmas holiday. Um, as of the day of this recording, it's, it's December 27, 2019. And so shortly before the Christmas holiday, someone sent me a screenshot from a social media account that belonged to a local retailer a local retailer that is um, situated over on Upper King Street. For those who don't know, King Street is a popular area, a popular tourist area uh, in Charleston on the peninsula, and Upper King has been growing rapidly. Uh, You'll see so many new businesses. You'll see the old bones of old businesses that used to be there dating back to even the 60s and way back before that, right? Even back when my dad was like a teenager. Um... And so there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of displacement. There's a lot of uh, businesses, new businesses, where old businesses used to be. And what you see fewer and fewer of um, are black bodies or black residents. I know when I say black bodies, that might throw people off. Um, But I'm merely, um, I guess I am referring to just the presence of black people. Of course, Charleston being a a very, very popular tourist destination, black folk come here in droves and they enjoy the city, but probably not to the same, to the same extent as white tourists. And the other part of it is that um, you'll see fewer black residents on Upper King or on the peninsula in general. There's been tremendous displacement because of the overdevelopment, so many new motels, not motels, so many new hotels, um, and so much, so many new condominiums and high-priced uh, apartment complexes. And so where there once were maybe homes or minority businesses, now you have a new sunglasses shop or some new ice cream, you know, eatery or something like that. And, you know, yeah, it's really tough, right? If you grew up loving Charleston, And like me, grew up around the 80s and 90s coming to Charleston and loving um, the culture, loving running into your favorite black or brown owned business. Um, You know, you don't see it that much anymore. And and it is really sad. But what's worse is the way that a lot of black people are treated on the peninsula. You know, I did a show a few episodes back about the recent release of statistics from a police audit that was conducted not too long ago. And the audit quite plainly, um, quite plainly stated that there was way there were way more police interactions between black people and black residents than they were, you know, disproportionate to the amount of white people who are stopped or who make contact with law enforcement. You know, the statistics were troubling. But it just confirmed what a lot of a lot of us already know, which is that black bodies, black people are policed at a higher rate. And unfortunately, the same goes for our young boys and girls, specifically those who peddle who practice their Gullah Geechee heritage by way of creating um, palmetto roses or other crafts. Right. So. Um, And this episode is not to excuse any bad behavior by anybody, Um, not at all, right? Um, But it's about our reaction. 
It's about the criminalization of young black youth here in Charleston. We see it in the school systems with the with the school to prison pipeline in full effect. Um, you know, recently a, a law was modified. The disturbing schools law was modified. Um, but and also there were some ordinances where police were called in by the powers that be to police black and brown peddlers, artisans who create these palmetto roses and other crafts. Um, there were ordinances in place that empowered the police to actually arrest and apprehend black boys and girls who did this, who, who participated in this practice. You know, there, there's a long history of of, of things and and um, I guess initiatives really being tools weaponized, you know, that become weaponized and catalysts for getting our kids into the criminal justice system at a premature rate and at a premature stage. And what it also does is it criminalizes basic kid behavior. So yeah, this episode is about how a young black boy was caught, I guess. Um, I don't know conclusively whether or not he did steal something, but apparently he was accused of taking an item he did not pay for but the response of the company is what really bothered me of course taking anything that doesn't belong to you is troublesome but I think companies have a responsibility to tread very lightly and to respond appropriately whenever theft occurs especially when a minor is involved so I'm going to play sound from a, a protest that took place in 2018 I joined a bad a band of uh, local activists um, led by Lewis Smith Shaquem Aket and also Representative Wendell Gilliard and a host of others who came down to show their support um, after a young black boy was apprehended by the police for selling palmetto roses. This sound is going to tie into the rest of the show. So uh, this show is not specifically about palmetto roses, but it's about our culture and what we practice and how that is in turn, um, how that is treated and um, facilitated here in Charleston. So just take a listen to this sound. This is from a video shot by Black Collective, Jason Gordine. And again, this is protest a sound from the summer of 2018. Showed that they were racist toward black folks. It started with the King Street public house owner, Jimmy LaTulapat, calling black people niggers. And we had the young incident with a gentleman at the Somerville pool. Get out! Now! There's three numbers I could dial. 911. Little punks. Get out! We also had the Deco nightclub saying that they would not let black patrons in without a membership card. Enough is enough. Stop telling us you don't want us. You want our culture, but you don't want us selling it. resisting arrest and illegally selling palmetto roses in downtown Charleston near the historic Charleston market. And you know, this is a pretty common sight to see teenagers and children selling these palmetto roses. That's what's gonna happen next. You're gonna have someone who doesn't look like me selling these roses. And I bet you it'll flood this city. You're gonna have someone that doesn't look like your grandmother selling those baskets. And it's gonna happen. It happened back in the day. You see us on King Street. 
and they're very special. They've gone up the years who do you tell have no business running down young people selling a two dollar roll? Here we got a man that took eighty thousand dollars and got slapped on the back of the wrist. He didn't get no ticket. He didn't get jail time. But a look, young 15, 16 year old young man got thrown in jail. Welcome back to Miked Up on Own Radio. I'm your host, Mika Gadsden. That sound you just heard was from a protest that took place during the summer of 2018. It was led by Lewis Smith, um, local activist, also a number of other men who are very active and hands-on with the youth and not just uh, downtown Charleston, along the east side, but also in North Charleston and surrounding areas. Um, we're talking about the criminalization of young black boys and girls in Charleston. We're extending the conversation that I had on previous podcast episodes where we talk about the police's uh, interaction with black youth and the police's interaction with black people in general and how we have a, a recent study that was just published um, actually add credence to that to the fears or to what we already know to be true um, in Charleston. So um, we have proof, statistical proof that backs up that black people are harassed and policed at a higher rate than our white counterparts. And uh, quite recently, a young boy was uh, supposedly caught on camera taking something he did not purchase. But the company's response was very, very unfortunate. It was brutal and it was cruel. They used social media in a way to shame this boy and to, to pretty much to treat him like a hardened criminal. So what I'm going to do now is talk about the criminalization of our black youth in Charleston. I'm going to continue this conversation, but I'd like to take a music break and I'll see you on the other side of this music. message today that I have titled Go and Bear Fruit. After hearing so much of God's word about flying and coming to fly with the eagles and rising to a high level, it's important that we don't just get excited by what we hear, but that we go and bear fruit. Give me that. 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 Yeah. I can yeah. see stars aligning, I'm delighted The road is dark and I'm driving, I float like Poseidon The views of the moon through the roof got the mood heightened Muse on the passenger side, my hands on the thigh And I hand on my trident Elohim in the seam of my jeans So whenever we, we do it righteously Say no other nick nice as me I'm God and the monster pilot And the rabbi had a triad, Yakuza and Mansa Musa Came to the game to get grain In ancient ways, that your phrase with a razor blade I'm a God in the game, I'm ordained Made a name at the bar like Bourdain I'm on the cat crush more and my crush below With eight bars still stuck in my jaw These ain't raps, they hand claps and Tambourines, hey, shouts from the altar, the pastor passes passages, the women scream. Feels like black church on the turf when I burst on the scene with the first classic. Let me craft it and make it cinematic. Can you picture dead silence? Then the barrel of a gun blasted. See, I drafted drafts and then I master crafts. I raise the bar real high, left a massive tab. You can't war with a nigga that's war ready. I'm already fiending. Believe my artillery all heavy. Dynamite with a sharp fuse. Clock is set. Bet that it don't snooze. I'm betting it all. And you can call on guard and squad in a standoff. We won't lose. So let me make one thing clear. You can document. We are not the same, brother. We opposites. I am opulent, forever confident. Much deserving of the compliments. I am the entree and the condiments. I brought the cack back to you. Consciousness. I'm in the state of mind, Biggie and Tupac was in So I ain't waiting till I'm gone for my monuments Give me my flowers If you really love me, say it loud I got million dollar motives Gotta make my mama proud Give me my flowers 
Ain't too many niggas on my team If I said it, I meant it Then I did it, best believe Give me my flowers I know you've been waiting till the end of me I can see you ain't who you pretend to be Please, give me my flowers And if you really love me, say it loud I got million dollar motives Gotta make my mama proud Give me my flowers if he made it to the year 85 Shabazz at the Autobahn If they kept him alive Termination of the ex you trust me, in other words, I'm the new Chuck D. Now, now, I pull out my gun when I face the pastor. F every gym that you chasing after when it gentrified, it was simplified. That round here was a safer laughter. Uh, down here with a split tobacco. Black man life ain't even a factor with the KKK and the cops every day. All young boys get turned to Casper now. Before that time, can I get mine? Let me shine. If I go today, sing my songs, sing them line for line. Don't wait to tell me that you love me when I can't feel it. Take your time. Doing damage since 2009. I deserve a shrine. Hey, I avoided the powder. Typing my name in their browser from the city where they see us the bow. This that bitch over in 24 hours. I see the lions, I see the tigers, I see the cowards, I see the powers. Booming like vibes, and that's the Give me my, give me my, give me my flowers. If you really love me, say it loud. I got million dollar motives, gotta make my mama proud. Give me my flowers. Ain't too many on my team. If I said it, then I meant it, and I did it. Best believe, give me my flowers. Matt Monday, man. 
Okay, welcome back to Mic'd Up on OM Radio. I'm your host, Mika Gadsden. Today we're talking about the criminalization of black boys and girls, specifically Gullah Geechee descendants, Gullah Geechee folk uh, on the peninsula. This is following an incident that I believe predated Christmas. Uh, a follower of mine on Instagram, um, you can, again, you can follow me on, um, on IG at Charleston Activist Network. Um, a follower of mine sent me a screen grab from someone else who caught the company Los, uh, Los Olas, L-A-S-O-L-A-S. They unfortunately um, addressed an issue or incident that involved petty theft. Um, it was a young african-american minor he looked all of seven years old he was very um and i'm not you know playing this up he, he looked really young and he was on a bike and judging from the one screen grab i guess they were uh insinuating that he had stole something he had taken something that did not belong to him he had taken taken an item that he did not purchase and so their response was not to you know go into the handbook and and, and follow their protocols around laws prevention uh, or, you know, even following a report or something using their, their video cameras that they had. No, their response was to take the video footage and put it on social media. And not only that, um, but to call the young boy the F word with an ER at the end. So you not only, um, to me, violated some kind of code of conduct by using your surveillance footage and putting it on social media, you also referred to a minor, a very small boy, as a, a profane word. Uh, and this is like, um, this might be uh, a very bold or a very extreme example, but honestly, these are the type of occurrences that happen every day on King Street, especially Upper King Street, where there's tremendous growth and where more black businesses and black folk have been pushed off the peninsula and more business and industries have been wooed and tourists, you know, in, in the interest of tourism, right? So we've seen this. We, we I personally have felt um, the um, microaggressions. Um, I've seen police pay particular attention to black and brown youth more so than perhaps the the tourists that had uh, maybe one or two many drinks, one or two too many, um, you know, um, I, I've seen it with my own eyes. And not only that, we know we have the statistics that back it up. The recently published study that um, that supports what we already know to be true, which is black people are policed at a higher rate than our white counterparts. So what I want to do to continue this discussion is also just um, go back to the summer of 2018. Remember, I let off the show with some sound from um, Jason Gordine, how he documented our protest that took place in the summer of 2018. Well, this was the response from those who organized that effort. So you'll hear sound um, coming up right now from Bounce Around Charleston. For those who don't know, this is an African-American talk show or weekly like digest show uh, where they bring in just local, uh, talk about local events and occurrences, but they actually talked about an issue here. So you'll hear the voice of um, Representative Gilliard, Lewis Smith, Shaquille Marquette. This is just a little bit of that sound, again, from the summer of 2018. And they're going to outline the issue that was the policing of young black and brown peddlers on the peninsula. Check it out. We're having here today to discuss this incident so that we can educate the public. Bro, that's a million dollar question, uh, Reverend. <laughs> because what, what we're here today for, because we believe in saving our children, okay? 
what we're here today for is these gentlemen that you see on my left and my right. Uh, they believe in building bridges, okay? And I, I strongly believe that they're known for handling controversy, and they do it in a positive way. And that's why we're here today. We want to build bridges. We want to, uh, you know, try to correct the wrong. Okay. Because we want to make yes. sure that this incident does not happen again. Doesn't that's happen right. again. Am I you're correct? Right. You, you're right. You know, when, when I received a phone call about to go out of town, uh, Mr. Edwards Jones from the east side, he works diligently with our children on the east side. He asked me to get involved. I dropped what I was doing because I know after he told me that we had a 16-year-old who was about to go to bond hearing, I ran right down there. I, I sat in the trial, uh, me and Mr. Tyler from uh, National Action Network. I asked him to join me. He did. Uh, long story short, we talked to the parents. Uh, the judge was respectful enough to let me talk and, and put in my, uh, what you would call a promo for the child. And I told the judge, and I, like I said to her, I'll tell you this, I told the judge, I'm not here to judge whether the child is wrong or right. I'm here to help. Okay, because we're dealing with a 16-year-old. Okay, Mr. Tyler? Yes, I'm Charles Tyler with National Action Network. And uh, like uh, Representative Gayard said, uh, he called me and we went down there and we interacted with the family. And the family let us know what was going on. And when you, when you look at what was going on, I think that it was a horrible thing, um, seeing a police officer chasing down a young man selling roses. So I wanted, you always want to hear both sides of it. Uh, when something like this happened. And so when you, when you hear the both sides, you repair the both sides to what is going on. I don't even think a police officer should be involved in something like that. Uh, this should yeah, have been a, yeah. a ticket writer, mm -hmm. or anybody that writing a ticket right. if you did not have a permit downtown to do that. Not a police officer chasing a young man down and putting him in a lock. This, 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 this is unheard in our city. Uh, and you got young men selling roses for years downtown. And when you put an ordinance out, uh, you put something together like this, putting out a pale-mail of roses in front of still, that means you're targeting one person, young people, and I don't think that should have been. Okay. Yes. And you are? I'm Lewis Smith, the community director of the Community Resource Center. We received that call, and I said, what? A policeman, downtown Charleston on Marcus Street, chasing down a young 16-year-old for selling a rose. I said, can't be possible. And then when they show us the pictures of this young man being strangled by a civilian, we still hadn't gotten the full information on that yet. I, 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 my mind went to say, what are we doing here? And then they showed the pictures of the signs that say, don't sell to these young men. Don't buy from these young men, rather. I became angry. Mm -hmm. I looked at pictures from uh, before, you know, when Jim Crow was around. Mm -hmm. And these pictures were directly, directly. And uh, we decided, at the Community Resource Center decided, we needed to get involved in this process. So you're telling me there's a sign that says, do not purchase from these young men selling roses? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir, and you are? Uh, yes, sir. Hi, my name is Jonathan Thrawn. Uh, everybody calls me Shaq Kim. I'm a community activist in the area. I am the founder of the Muhyiddin Baha Leadership Academy. Uh, one of the things that I think I want to bring to the table is the children 
they have a side of the story that they would like to tell. Mm-hmm. There are certain things. There are certain things with the ordinance that they feel limits their capability and their accessibility to passerby and to tourists that will allow them to generate the funds that they've already been generating. Uh, I think that the ordinance, when it limits them to certain kiosks in certain areas that the city has for them. See, one thing I found out is that going through the process of taking a class was not the problem. We went out and we talked to approximately seven children. We found out that all of them had actually been through the program successfully. But they chose to veer from the stipulations of the program when they got out and saw that the area that they were confined to did not allow them to make money. So I think where the disconnect comes in is that a lot of people are saying, well, you know, just go through the class, just go through the permit. But that's really not necessarily the the problem when you listen to the children. They're saying that, you know, we want to be able to go out in the areas where we normally go and generate revenue. I know that there are some issues with uh, the customer service aspect of it, and we would love to address that and um, try to find some sort of medium or common ground to where we can allow them to grow. Okay. Yeah. There wasn't always an ordinance. Am I correct? You so know, I, I what, was, okay. what, what caused, made <laughs> yes. this ordinance come about? Yeah, Reverend, I was on city council uh, when this all started. You know, I was there, uh, what we would call the beginning of the genesis of the beginning, or whether, how you, however you want to phrase it, okay? But nevertheless, the gentleman who brought this concept to city council was Mr. Jimmy Bailey. Mm-hmm. And he came with a true heart and he was sincere. Because back then, we're talking over 10 years ago, uh, they wanted to stop the kids all together. <clears throat> and I, I, me wow. and uh, Councilman Campbell, uh, Mr. Edward Jones got together. And when Jimmy Bailey brought the concept to city council, it was all about entrepreneurship. Okay. Wasn't no restrictions, mm-hmm. wasn't no signs involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But through the years, these things came about. So that's why at the chagrin of some of my city council members, they say, oh, well, you know, Wendell, uh, you know, he brought, no, I did not. It was Mr. Jimmy Bailey. But he brought it with a true heart and sincerity as to helping the children learn about entrepreneurship. There wasn't no restrictions. Okay. Wasn't no sign posted nowhere. These all came about doing the interview. Okay. Got to I got story. you. So when they go to this class, what do they learn? Anything that a businessman uh, would have to learn, you know, how to be courteous, how to approach people, mm-hmm. uh, how to be safe, you know, the things to watch out for mm-hmm. uh, when you're crossing streets, etc. Things along that line. Okay, yes. I'm asking you that question because I went to a retail class when, remember Tallheimer's used to yes. be? Yes, yes, yes. And I went there to work years ago and we had to go in a class and the class taught us that if you approach a customer and they tell you they don't want the product or they don't want to be bothered, then you, you walk away and leave them alone. But I've heard some citizens have said, and you might have heard it also, mm-hmm. that sometimes when they are approached by some of these young entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. they're very persistent. Okay. What about that? That's, and, 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 and Pastor, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, I travel a lot. Mm-hmm. You could go to the Atlanta airport. You mm-hmm. look to your right, look to your left. People mm-hmm. charging at you. Hey, you want to buy this? You want to buy this? You want to buy this? Mm-hmm. You go to foreign countries. Mm-hmm. You want to buy this? You want to buy this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, to me, that's what we call human nature. Okay. But if somebody is, is, is getting to the extreme 
then like any other tourist, I would say be patient. They'll probably get the message. They're trying to sell a product. And quite frankly, I'm going to be, uh, how you say it in a positive way, I don't have a problem with it. It's just like any other tourist that gets off a boat. Yeah. Okay, and, I'm, and, and let me say this right quick. You got to remember, this is not all about selling roses because mm -hmm. they have guitar players that haunt me on the streets. You know, hey, put some money in my pot and let me play. They have people that, with other doodads that approach you out in the $9 billion tourist mm -hmm. industry. I don't hear nobody complaining about mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Just don't wait till you have a, a, a pool of young black entrepreneurs and then all of a sudden the concerns go up. Okay, okay. my question. Yes, okay. And we got because we get ready, got to wrap. Okay. How do we help these young kids? Good question. Okay, yeah. so my suggestion is this. Let's put together a continuing education program, yeah. right? So I know we're going to give them a four-hour block in order to teach them entrepreneur skills. However, the first thing that I believe we need to do is A, have some sort of 1-800 number or something to where we can put up and if we, instead of saying don't buy from these particular individuals because they're roaming peddlers, say if there's any questions, comments, or concerns with anyone who's actually selling roses, hey, feel free to give us a call. And then we tell the young, the gentlemen that are out there also, okay, in the event that you might, because they say that they deal with uh, rude people all the time also, mm -hmm. so yeah. have some sort of a conflict resolution line to where not only the children can express their concerns and let the adults express their concerns and then you bring it back to the class right. and have use it as a, a, a teaching tool down the line to bridge that gap and to resolve conflict. Okay, yes sir, and, we got and, a wrap. And, and, one, and he makes a good point there. But also have that name on the individual, the young man, that you got trouble out of. You have a name, you got, he must wear a name tag. So if a customer got problems with him, they can call that one eight hundred number. But you gotta understand that people who teach these young men have not teach these young men the skills that they needed to sell roses. Okay, and yes, put them back okay. in the money making yeah. districts. Yeah, they're being pushed the out. Okay. Don't do that. Okay. Put them back where the money, yeah, money is, is, yeah. so they three. can make their earnings. Okay, three, yes, sir. three things. Uh, this program is not really teaching true capitalism. Mm -hmm. Number one. It, they, 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 the kids are in a, a block and yeah. they can't not go anywhere else. Restriction. Number, 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 yeah, they're restricted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Number two is that all, in traveling around the world, people, uh, when you get off an airplane, get off the ship, they're there. And, and, and also, we in Charleston have to be very careful in creating this lynch mob attitude, okay. lynch mob atmosphere, because 90% of these children out there is doing their job and doing it well and addressing and trying to sell their roses. I have no problem with entrepreneurship. I have no problem with our young people out there learning the skills of being an entrepreneur, but I think we've got to call the right people into accountability yeah. right. to make gotcha. sure that the right yeah. lessons are being taught. Yes. And maybe somebody from the classes need to go out and walk around yeah. and shadow yeah. mm -hmm. them to make sure right. things are being handled yeah. properly. Yeah. Because there is a right and a wrong way yeah. of doing anything. Absolutely. And Absolutely. if you find me in the wrong, if the putting your hand on my shoulder and say, yeah. come on, yeah. let's get this right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank all you yeah. gentlemen for being mm -hmm. here today mm -hmm. talking about this. And we got to come back because I don't think this is over. No, oh, it's not. not. No, it's not. Tell the businesses to bring the signs down. And, yeah. and we're saying this respectfully. Yeah. They didn't, the, those signs need to come down. down. And what does yes. the sign say? 
No peddling, no selling roses to, to peddlers. Roaming hey, peddlers. They have three or four versions, but they need to come Welcome down. Welcome back to Mic'd Up on All yeah, Media. Yeah, I'm your yeah, host, Mika yeah, Gadsden. Yeah, you just heard a clip. Um, that was from the summer of 2018, where the policing of young Gullah youth had reached, reached a tipping point. Um, you heard Representative Wendell Gilliard, along with area activist Lewis Smith and also Shaquem Aket, uh, characterized the issue. Um, I thought that clip was very useful, even though it is um, over a year old. You heard them identify the issue from the perspective of someone of Gullah Geechee descent. Um, and also, um, if you, as, you, as you heard from Shaquem, you heard him um, after he spoke directly with the youth and got their perspective on the issue and and what they're trying to accomplish. So um, I thought that clip was very useful. Um, what we're going to do now is take a, um, a short music break and then we'll return with more insight um, on this whole issue of uh, criminalizing the cr- criminalizing young Gullah youth. Um, we're also shedding light on the recent social media post by Las Olas, that's L-A-S-O-L-A-S, on Upper King Street. Their recent controversial post, which featured a young black Gullah youth um, who may or may not have pilfered an item, um, but how they used his likeness, posted his likeness, um, and used profanity to characterize him and his actions. So we'll continue to break that down after the commercial break, or after the music break. Enjoy. That's how we gonna do it. Black boy, tell me how you really feel. I just wanna build with you. Black girl, tell me how you really feel. I just wanna keep it real with you. I wanna live better, eat better. I wanna love better, sleep better. I wanna feel so aligned, sublime. One time for the state of mind. Two times for elevated rhymes. No, I architected when I lay design. I drown noise out of the clear blue. I sit, twist the threads of set silence. That's an heirloom. I am the shepherd. I shear sheep. Still fleece funds from the habit alls to the matadors. Who sidestep the bull beautifully to that applause? Around rappers, a higher caliber catalog shines, reminds. I ain't coming to flatter y'all. I spark chatter. Dark matter. The sharks scatter on these dark waters. Who walk taller? Who box orders? God body. God and what all the laws taught us. Not a peer. It's rare. They veer near. I pierce deep. I'm revered. My steps remain clear with fear sweeps. Not a man here who could censor me. I'm on the pier. Elohim with the energy. Uh, black boy, tell me how you really feel. I just want to build with you. Black girl, tell me how you really feel. I just want to keep it real with you. I want to live better, eat better. Yeah, yeah. I want to love better, sleep better. Yeah, I want to feel so aligned. Let me talk to y'all over here. Sublime. One time for elevated rhymes, two times for showmanship, three times for black hands and land ownership. Revolution I bring to you, wedding ring bling to you. Nisi blues on war tunes to sing to you. I am a rebel without a pause, no applause. Trust me, I must be Chuck D getting mine off. Many fools been clock watching my moves and I needed a reappraisal of Flav. I took the time off. Now, back Jesus, black feet is slumbering unborn. Ark of the covenant curtain untorn. I'm a rose that rose to etch prose in Rosetta Stone. Yelling it through a megaphone, always rapping, baby, forever home. I ain't the pot calling the kettle black. I'm the flame keeping the kettle warm, and I am the blame for the renaissance. It's cold, had to write and recite it with down feathers on. Black boy, tell me how you really feel. Cause I just wanna build with you. Black girl, tell me how you really feel. I just wanna keep it real with you. Yeah, I wanna live better, eat better. Mm, 
I want to love better, sleep better. Yeah, I want to feel so aligned, sublime, sublime. I want to live better, eat better, sublime. One time for elevated rhymes, two times for showmanship, three times for black hands and land ownership. Revolution I bring to you where the ring bling to you. Nisi blues on war tunes, singing to you. I am the rebel without a pause, no applause. Trust me, I am Chuck D getting mine off. Many fools, they clock watching my moves and I needed to reappraise a little flavor. Took some time off now. Back Jesus, black feet is slumbering unborn. Ark of the covenant curtain untorn. I'm the rose that rose to etch his pros in Rosetta Stone. Still yelling it through a megaphone. Always repping, baby, forever home. I ain't the pot calling the kettle black. I am the flame keeping the kettle warm. I'm the blame for the renaissance that's called. I write and recite it with down feathers on. I love you and write and recite it with down feathers on. That mean that cold. Listen, this is the message right here. Black boy, tell me how you really feel. Cause I just wanna build with you. Black girl, tell me how you really feel. I wanna keep it real with you. I wanna live better, eat better. I wanna love better, sleep better. Yeah, I wanna feel so aligned. Sublime. Y'all give a Welcome round of applause to, to this microphone right on radio. I'm your host, Mika Gadsden. Today's show is all about the criminalization of black youth, Gullah Geechee youth on the peninsula and how they're over-policed uh, and the reaction by local businesses to uh, mischievous or, um, you know, just kids who might engage in unsavory practices. Um, I'm not going to gaslight any of my listeners and uh, lead you to believe that I think that all black kids are angels or all black kids aren't capable of, um, you know, bad behavior or petty theft. Um, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm a prison abolitionist. I'm someone who does not believe that you need to, um, you don't need to meet mischievousness um, or acting out with a carceral approach. I don't believe that kids need to be entered into the criminal justice system for things like peddling palmetto roses. I also think that our language in and around these peddlers is problematic. The city was supposed to, and I believe they did, take down the signs that prohibited peddlers from uh, moving about the French Quarter and throughout the uh, more high traffic tourist areas. And because the language on those signs, as you heard the clip from um, the clip from Bounce Around Charleston that featured Representative Gilliard, the, the verbiage on those signs are very problematic. And what we've already done is already kind of um, ingrained in our culture. We, we keep calling these boys and, and these girls and what they're doing illegal. Practicing your Gullah, Gullah, Gullah Geechee um, culture cannot be um, called illegal. We have to change the way we perceive this. It's not illegal to be an artisan. Um, it's not illegal to practice your culture. Uh, you know, and so the rules and regulations and around um, what I what I deem is something completely innocent is really causing uh, an adverse reaction. It's causing, it's adding to, um, you know, some unrest that's already there. And understand these kids are also acting out. They're not just responding to the police and, and to these new ordinances. They're responding to a myriad of issues. They're responding to being displaced off the peninsula. They're, they're responding to being marginalized, to, to um, being pushed to low-income housing. They're responding to their school systems, which are failing them. So this carceral approach to um, you taking a mischievous kid or a kid that's engaging in uh, petty theft or 
or you know just heading down maybe uh, an unfortunate path the response by business local business owners and our local government cannot be punitive it cannot be hey let's lock them up we can't be we can't continue to lock up kids when they don't walk the straight and narrow and it's it's even it's like doubly unfortunate when we see that it's black kids, Gullah Geechee kids who who speak a certain language, who practice a certain culture. It's doubly heinous to see them be held to a standard that's higher than their um, their counterparts, their peers at their age. Uh, so what I want to do is play a clip. This came from uh, this past summer, um, July. And this is a really, again, the language in and around Gullah culture has to shift. Um, we have to stop using the word illegal. Shoot, we have to stop using the word illegal when it comes to citizens here. Um, but listen to how uh, local business owners and local law enforcement respond to an incident that may or may not see. And the police put a lot of hot sauce on stories. I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck. Police, um, they want to have incidences to point to that call for them to continuously uh, to restrict the movement of black people on the peninsula. So um, I personally don't take the police at face value. I got, we have way too many studies from the Avery and the recently released study that tell me that the police have little to no credibility, at least with me in terms of telling the truth. So you hear, you'll hear local law enforcement in this clip. This is a live five news clip that I'm going to play. Um, and it's from this summer. And yeah, I'll give my commentary as soon as I finish playing this clip, okay? If you head down to the Charleston City Market, you may notice more police officers. The police department has increased their presence after a string of incidents involving young people who, who illegally sell these palmetto roses. Rob Way talked with vendors there who are feeling some relief tonight. It's just a situation that is getting out of control. We've been asking for some help with this for years, years. I've been to city council five times. It needs to be done, and I'm so glad to see some steps taken forward. Joyce Wagner has been working at the market for almost 40 years, and she's seen it all. She says behind her booth, one man used to train young kids to illegally sell palmetto roses, and it's something she'll never forget. Get them to shove the rose in someone's face, and then they would shake them down in the car and take their money. Shake them down in the car right behind me. I couldn't get anything done. And then finally, finally, I went and I spoke to Mayor Riley. It's not his rose program, it's what has spun off from that that they've let go out of control. That's one reason why Charleston police have increased their presence here at the market. The chief tells me there's been an increased number of complaints about folks who are trying to sell palmetto roses illegally. He says it's ranged from assaults to shoplifting. They've assaulted uh, tourist uh, members of the business community and other citizens, and, and we're not, we're not going to tolerate that. It's not okay, uh, and it's something that, that I've heard loud and clear from our business community, uh, and, and we're going to continue to work on this until we get it right. It all comes just a day after illegal Palmetto Rose sellers got into a verbal argument with a man at the market who reportedly threatened to get his gun. So this increased police presence provides some relief. Police presence is, is, is wonderful. I mean, I feel pretty safe out here now, you know, which I've been feeling safe all the while, but you know, you never could tell what might happen. Tomorrow, Charleston police are set to meet with different businesses and the city to discuss possible ways forward. But until then, an increased police presence can be expected. In downtown Charleston. 
Okay, so uh, yeah, that was that was from Live Five News. Uh, that was from uh, summer of yeah. Let me make sure I get the date right. Yep, that was uh, July twenty third, twenty nineteen, uh, from the evening news there. And uh, yeah, you heard a mix of uh, of commentary. Um, you heard the um, I'll just describe for those who can't see. Um, of course, because it's a clip. Uh, you know, there was a, a woman who's been selling supposedly for 40 years in the market area. Um, what I've observed is a lot of people who uh, sell their goods, sell their wares uh, underneath the, the, you know, the, you know, inside the, uh, like a shed of the, um, the French Quarter, you know, they tend to like to eliminate competition. Um, this woman, um, while I believe that she has seen some, some pretty, um, I'm sure she's seen some things 40 years. I'm sure she's seen some folks who are out there exploiting kids. I'm sure she's seen some people who don't have the best intentions, who just want to exploit Gullah culture. Um, and people who are not great representatives of the Gullah culture, I'm sure she's seen that, right? But I don't think it's fair to have these one or two incidences after 40 years um, to to use that and weaponize that to eliminate competition and also to make the um, the market area homogenous and primarily white, which is what I see. I see more white um, sellers in that market area. And then when you do, I want you guys to notice that when you do see black folks selling Gullah Geechee, uh, either baskets, sweetgrass baskets or anything of that ilk, you tend to see women, black women. Um, they they almost remind you of a time of like a, a far gone time, like a time of yesteryear. Um, they're performing Gullah in a way that is only that's the only way Charleston wants to sell Gullah. They only want to sell it as the um, the affable mammy who's content just making these these uh, labor intensive, these beautiful crafted baskets. Um, they only want us to do that. They don't want. Uh, a dynamic youthful presence on the peninsula they only um, to me from what I've seen all my years all my life either visiting Charleston or living here full-time I've seen them only accept certain kinds of Gullah uh, Geechee heritage and that is heavily regulated or that 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 looks like they're performing uh, you know, uh, performing something that, and I'm not trying to disrespect women who make these baskets, our grannies, our aunties. I'm not doing that. But if you see what's upheld and what's policed, we have a problem here because this is, these are the, the future torchbearers of the culture, these young folk. And, you know, I'm a person who has been very active in terms of mounting protests and organizing efforts on the peninsula. I can't count how many times I've been approached by literal neo-Nazis, literal neo-Nazis with Nazi insignia. I can't tell you how many times I was called a black B word. I can't tell you how many times my life was threatened. There was a Calhoun statue monument. Um, not, I won't call it a protest. It was more like an event uh, that I attended uh, last, I guess the beginning, maybe, maybe last spring or summer. And the police had snipers on top of the hotel that sits right there because it was at Marion Square, right where the Calhoun uh, Monument is unfortunately situated. Um, they had snipers on top of the roof because of they know who comes out to protect these monuments. They know these hate groups. This is post Dylan Roof. And though, you know, I don't I don't hear those discussions about that. When those guys fly that flag and they break all kinds of ordinances, 
that are, should not allow them to put the flag down or, you know, they find all these ways to mount these huge massive flags and on their trucks, you'll find real Nazi insignia. On their vests, you'll find real Nazi insignia. These are hate groups. And I know somebody might say, well, this is whataboutism. No, it, it kind of is, but it, it really isn't. It's what this city permits, it promotes. So if you permit a, a culture of hate, especially following a Dylan Roof massacre, if you permit that, but you admonish youth for, you know, being wayward, like wayward youth exists in every culture and every community. But we meet wayward youth here in Charleston, specifically black Gullah Geechee wayward youth. We meet them with violence and with police interactions. It's not fair. This is not whataboutism. This is this is how we're treated. And you can trace this back to early 20th century and even before that. The rules and regulations that were put in place strategically to restrict the movement of African Americans on this peninsula, especially during and following Reconstruction and when Jim Crow rolled out. My dad just sat with the Washington Post reporter last weekend and he outlined this rule, this law. I had no idea it existed it was called uh reckless eyeballing and he kept saying it's still on the books it's still on the books and I don't know that to be true specifically but he talked about being policed for being black he talked about how you couldn't give a white person eye contact my dad this is my dad not my grandfather this is not my great-grandfather this is my father who had this interaction and this is so ingrained in him that it dictated how he moved and it still it still informs how he moves about Charleston. He's not afraid of white folk, but he knows that what he might do might have a, a different consequence than, than something that his white counterpart could do. You know, there are rules that were on the books that are that literally um, th the vestiges of those rules of Jim Crow, of uh, the rollback of Reconstruction, those inform how we treat each other here in Charleston. And to make being Gullah Geechee illegal is a sin. It's a crime. You can't just have your culture. You can't just have our culture in the form of shrimp and grits and that quiet, non-confrontational, uh, matriarchal figure that sits at the steps at the Daughters of the Confederacy Monument, which is a travesty, right? You can't just have our Gullah, uh, Gullah, excuse me, our Gullah Geechee culture. You can't just monetize it, Revelry Brewery, with that Gullah Cream Ale. You can't just take our culture and sell it. Well, I guess you can, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna push back. And when companies like Los Alas see our wayward youth Go down a, an unfortunate path. Instead of intervening in a way that's meaningful and that would actually solve your problem, that would actually help you solve your loss prevention problem, instead of doing that, you put this young boy on blast and you perpetuate the narrative that black people, black boys, black girls, black youth who step out of line are criminals and are the F word and are the B word. We have to treat our black youth better. They deserve better. Schools are closing down. They're losing their homes. They'll be displaced. West Edge is running rampant. And they have their sights on the housing projects over there in Back to Green. These kids are dealing with so many issues. And I'm not excusing behavior, but I'm giving you a justification. I'm giving you a reason. These are systemic issues that require a deep analysis, a deep racial analysis. 
you, we cannot continue to meet these problems with a carceral approach. It has to stop. Someone has to stand up. And I hope that somebody who's listening is empowered to do so. If you think I'm vilifying white folk, please just check your privilege. Uh, I, I'm not vilifying white folk. I'm calling out whiteness and that construct where white supremacy, it just creeps in and presents as a snarky post by a local business owner. We remember what happened to the one of the co-owners of Main Street Pub Public House. We don't know what happened with Jimmy LaTulipe. We don't know if he divested from the public house in either Columbia or here in Charleston. We don't know. And these companies need to have consequences. They need to tell us what happens when they step out of line. So I stepped into Los Alas yesterday. I approached the member of the staff and I told them to call him. I told them to have a manager call me about this issue. I hope that you guys are 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 um are willing to step up, call Los Alas or Olas. I'm sorry, I'm tongue-tied. L-A-S-O-L-A-S. And I'll put links to that company in the show notes if you're gonna stream this show later on SoundCloud or iTunes. But let's start holding these businesses accountable. And when we see any wayward youth of any age. Let's let's chill with the police, right? Let's chill out with that. And let's think about how we can intervene. Let's think about the ways that, that folks intervene when we were younger. And so we don't enter these kids into a criminal justice system at, an, at a premature age. And for all the people out here who see the youth stepping, stepping out of line, you know, chill out with the drama. The drama. They're, they're assaulting people. They're let's 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 be real with this okay is it your bias that's informing some of this characterization is this the same behavior you've seen with the with the sloppy bridal party that comes down king street are we are we outraged are we equally outraged by that are we equally outraged when that band of frat brothers you know um runs down upper king are we equally outraged or are we only outraged when we see black boys and girls you know, become mischievous. Let's think about it. Let's check our privilege. Let's really talk about this. And let's start solving these issues at the root. Not excusing anyone, but let's let's start leaning into restorative justice. These boys deserve, these boys and girls deserve to be on the peninsula. It's their birthright to practice their culture. You can't just bastardize our culture. You can't just monetize our culture and sell it as as a as a beer, as a brand. No, you got to take all of our all of our culture. I want to end this show. Um, I play Flowers by Benny Starr and Matt Monday. Um, I want to end it with a shout out uh, to uh, 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 the brothers who are the Mitchell brothers, um, specifically Dr. Sean Mitchell, who's opening up his own dental practice. And he named his dental practice Sweetgrass. And he's also um, launching a clothing line with the palmetto rose as like a part of the, its iconography. And I say, I say to you that these are the boys that grew up with their Gullah culture and their heritage. And they grew into be doctors and nurses and amazing people in our community because people gave them a chance. So shout out to, to the, to the Mitchell brothers, shout out to Trevor, Julian and Sean, and good luck with all of your business endeavors, each and every one of you. I look forward to seeing you guys flourish. And, and you are the living embodiment of what it is to be a product of Gullah Geechee heritage and Gullah Geechee culture. You never lost it. You never forgot your heritage. 
you kept it you kept it with you and now you've you've uh, continued and, and you forwarded a narrative a positive narrative where you're proud of your culture so thank you for listening everyone to all my Gullah Geechee descendants and Gullah Geechee folk stay black <laughs>